Hey, everybody. Welcome back to, or welcome to, the John Chi Show. Hooray! This is the show (laughs) where three Korean American adoptees sit down with each other and talk about all the things that have to do with being a Korean adoptee. And they do that over while celebrating. I don't know what the heck I'm saying. This is a terrible intro. I'm going to start over. Um, (laughs) You're listening to The John Chi Show. Hosted by three Korean-American adoptees diving headfirst into what it means to be adopted, Korean, American, and more. And now, here's your hosts, Nathan, Patrick, and KJ. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the John Chi Show. It is uh, me, KJ. This time, actually, for real, accompanied by uh, Nathan and Patrick for a solo episode. Fellas, how are you doing? Just like that. That's exactly that was how, how I feel. I'm doing. I was I was gonna say the exact same thing. Yeah. Even though it sounds in my voice like I don't feel that way. It <laughs> I is was gonna how say I feel. That, yeah, those children sexy. celebrating were real yeah, high well. energy, and neither of you are that high energy. Oh, <sighs> tired. Well, not gonna lie, I'm tired. A little bit late, but uh, it's I, fine. I would say I'm a little jet lagged. I just got back last night at uh, at twelve thirty. Got back from where? So from Hawaii. But before we get into that, let's talk about the John Chi Show. All right, we'll talk about it then. <laughs> yeah, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Who are we? we? Are, why are we? we are why is this being recorded? We are a podcast I did not consent. with Korean adoptees spread out across the country. I don't know. Um, yeah, we are uh, talking about our adoption stories, our heritage, shared experiences, talking to guests, eating food, sharing fun stories, and sometimes not so fun stories. Just depends on the day. Did you say it just on, depends on the day? Yeah. On how right? life goes. That's true. I guess I mean, that's actually it's life. That's true. That right? Is true. I mean, we are just sharing lives, our lives, and... Um, Days but, of our uh, lives. Yeah. And John G means feast, celebrate. We uh, feast or celebrate, I guess. we are. Which actually, I tried to ask my biological family about that when I told them. And, and sure enough, when I said John Chi, uh, the first thing they said was Dol John Chi. <laughs> and, and I was like, mm, well, no, but yes. So, and then what they say to that? Um, they just that was it. They they looked it up. <laughs> they looked it up on yeah, their phones and it. found it, and then bookmarked it. And of course, we'll maybe try to listen to it. But uh, um, yeah, but their English isn't good. It. So yeah, it'd be like me listening to the Korean radio and be like, I mean, I hear words, I guess, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know what's being said. I hear you. Yeah, I hear someone yeah, speaking, I hear, but I laugh. don't know what is happening. <laughs> The music is good. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who are maybe confused about what we're talking about, I just got back from Hawaii meeting up with my biological uh, brother and his family. So Like 24 hours ago, right? Last night. Yeah, I just yeah. got back. Yeah, so I am still on Hawaii time. But uh, but yeah, I was just there for three days. So it was really Oh, you're quick. only there for three days? I thought you were there for longer. No, I, I was three days, I mean, four nights, three days, I guess. But uh, it was pretty quick. I mean, I didn't even see him the first day because when we arrived, we were totally jet lagged um, because of the long day. And we got there at like, you know, 3.30 or something like that. And so we quickly went out for, for dinner because we hadn't had any food and then uh, had a shaved ice because that's what I promised Grayson, my son. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, um, who is this we yeah. that you went on the trip So with? I only went on the trip with my uh, my uh, middle child, five-year-old Grayson, 
And I promised him a shaved Hawaiian shaved ice for being so good on the airplane. And so <laughs> that's what we got uh, after dinner. And then I would say within 30 minutes after that, he crashed and went to sleep. So <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good job. And then 10 minutes after that, you were out. I was, I was pretty out. And so, yeah, the, the pattern was that because of the jet lag, we fell asleep most nights around six to 7 PM. Mm. Um, so, and then woke up at 5 AM in the morning. <laughs> well, how was your brother? Brother was, was it good. just your brother? Or so was my brother, a... his wife, his mother-in-law and his oldest daughter. And, uh, who I've seen them three times now. Um, they've visited me in uh, California twice and, um, I went to visit them in Korea once. So, but this was the first time meeting the mother-in-law and just, uh, yeah, it's been four years, four years since I had seen them last. Dang, so, that's a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's the pandemic. It's, you know, hard to get to Korea, hard for Koreans to get here. So, um, but yeah, it was good to see them and, uh, they, they seem very well and, just uh yeah it was just exciting to to get together again what's that initial like you see each other what's that when you first see each other is it like you run up in a hug and high five or is it just like hey like you're just like hey i see you yeah well i mean definitely the hugs to uh, to my brother and his wife and um, my niece um however the of course the gr uh, grandmother i didn't want to hug and as far as etiquette goes, so I did the uh, the two handed shake with a little bow. Oh, well, nice! Two handed yeah, shake. Yeah. Okay, right? Does that sound like about this? right? What you would do? Yeah, just the two hands, and then just kind of a, a little bow as as I shook her hand. Yeah. I mean, so I just I I busted out the Korean cultural dictionary because I knew <laughs> we were going to talk about this. Yeah. Literally, the first one is why do Koreans use both hands when shaking hands? Yeah. So, What's the reason? Uh, I forgot. I, think it's <laughs> I don't respect. know. I think it's I mean, it's the Western culture plus like Koreans do things with two hands plus right. like a bow because that's like actually native. So it's just the that like blending of cultures mm -hmm. really yeah. is the is the thing. So yeah, especially if it's somebody older than you using two hands, you wouldn't want to use you. I guess it would be what somewhat okay to use one hand if they were really younger than you. I think it was was or like that peers I maybe. Yeah, like like. Um, you know if you were like the big boss or something like that but yeah but two hands was typically you use two hands just to be safe with most people yeah. if you would shake hands pretty much always use two hands I would always just say air on the side of formality yeah. if you're grabbing your drink for yourself two hands yeah Trying and the bow as well with a fork two hands uh i just i just wanted to be nice and because i knew she didn't speak english and so there was probably not going to be that much communication between us um but uh but yeah no it was fun uh they i really enjoyed i guess the number one thing i enjoyed uh, was not just seeing my brother and his wife and their family and stuff but it was seeing um his daughter who had had been who had met a few times but watching her interact with um my son mm. like i mean they're cousins and so right. which i think the word cousin was jokata jokata uh, i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right someone correct me but it sounds right sounds about right okay but i have no um, idea um <laughs> but but they would say oh sorry that's niece cousins is uh um hey uh, siri sachon <laughs> sachon yeah sachon 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 is cousin so they were Sa together cousins and, yeah. 
And just watching them as cousins play with each other and interact and have fun because Grayson didn't really understand that they didn't speak English. So he just started talking <laughs> to them and like, you know, guess what? I did this and then I did this. And we just did talking like that. And then my, my, my niece knows a little bit of English. I'd say enough that she probably caught words and stuff. And she'd just go, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Nah, nah. Was, yeah, exactly. And it was just really funny because, you know, they would, even though they couldn't it's communicate, cool. they would have so much fun together. They'd play like thumb wars. They were like playing, you know, like peekaboo. They were just having a good time because they were sitting in the back of the car for for a lot of it too. Sometimes um, that's awesome. That's fun. Yeah, that was that, that was probably one of the the things I didn't expect to to enjoy as much. I guess was just to see that interaction between the two of them, and then at the end, how sad both of them were uh, to leave each other. She was all worried that uh, that he wasn't going to remember her. Because mm. maybe she didn't know when the next time she'd see him and everything. And you're you're like, just cut off some hair. So they all <laughs> forget me now. Some videos, yeah. But, or just uh, gotta find ways to reconnect. That's the thing that's hard about living in two separate parts of the world. Yeah. It's just yeah. when can you find the time? I know. I know it'd be one thing if it was like America and like Canada or America and Colombia, but it's America right. and a whole ocean and then right. Yeah. And that was why I, I made the effort to meet him halfway in Korea. Sure. I mean, in Hawaii is because it's number one, cheaper uh, to get there. And number two, I had some other family, some family, some of my wife's family there. And so I was uh, very appreciative of a place to stay and a car to use while I was there. And so that was great. And then I saw some other of, of my wife's family as well uh, while I was there. So it was like, a, I saw three different families essentially while I yeah. was there, mine and then both of, uh, my wife's sides of families. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that part of it as well, even though that was the shorter part of it. It was more just hanging out with my brother and at yeah. the beach and, and going to Costco. <laughs> oh, yeah. Apparently that was one of the things that my Korean family wanted to see was Costco and to compare and to get gifts and stuff. Uh, <laughs> The one in Honolulu specifically used to be the the most the busiest one in the entire world. And now it's only the busiest one in the United States. Um, the first one now is the busiest one global. is in Korea. Oh my gosh. So, Classic. Yeah, I know. And the ones in Korea are two story. So So how did it compare? Uh, I thought it was interesting just to compare it to the one here in Colorado, but I thought it was neat to see, you know, Hawaiian shirts and macadamia nuts and things like that that you can buy in bulk, right. <laughs> I guess, or for cheap. How um, did it compare for them? For them? Do the one uh, in Korea. They were bought they like, were a they like lot this? of stuff. They bought a lot of stuff. <laughs> and at first I thought they were just going to look and compare, but no, they went, they went crazy and bought a lot of stuff and uh, a lot of souvenirs and things. Even, even my brother hilarious. bought a hammock. Which was, which was kind of <laughs> that's awesome, kind of cool. I love that. <laughs> and so, <laughs> was that the most surprising thing that he bought? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that that I saw. Yeah, I mean, that was yeah. the first thing that uh, that's funny was that stood out to me. So, um, but I, you know, <laughs> besides all of up. this, I think we were going to eventually get this topic in conversation down to the one of gift giving, Korean gift giving. Yeah, because that's like a big deal when you see people meet up with them, whatever. It's like to bring them gifts, small yeah. ones usually, but like still yeah. always having a gift on hand. So I just Girl. want your reaction. I just sent you the t the a text, and this isn't to this isn't to brag. This is just for context. All right, for the listener, what? Nathan has sent <laughs> KJ and I a text message of a photo of many items <laughs> sprawled out across the floor. 
Is this like backpacks you? and That's shirts? That's what my family socks. from Korea brought. They essentially brought an entire suitcase of clothes, Korean clothes. Holy active, cow! Active wear backpacks, uh, outfits for me, outfits for my parents. Um, like <laughs> they showered us with a lot of gifts, and the the generosity again is just is mind blowing to me. Um, and so I'm just curious, Damn, maybe wild. another, <laughs> maybe another listener can, can back me up. Cause I don't know many listeners or other Korean adoptees who have met their biological families who continually meet with them. I want to know, is this, is this common? Is this like getting a lot of gifts from a, a biological family or just, you know, I mean, they're for my kids. Some of them are for me, a couple jackets and stuff, but most of it was, was for the kids. So, um, I was just I, again blown away. I mean, I gave them a bag of goodies from Colorado, a couple hats, and from socks. Costco. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I did give them stuff. Um, note to anyone listening to: if you're going to give gifts, do not give beef jerky. As much as they may like it, you cannot bring proteins into Korea customs. They'll take it. Uh, they'll throw it away because of uh, mad cow disease and other things. So, do not give proteins huh. as a gift. All right. This has been Custom Tips with Nathan the Walk. <laughs> custom Tips. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, they, again, very generous. I'm, yeah, I uh, just can't believe it. And it's apparently there's a company, and I didn't know this either. The company brand name is called Black Yak. I saw that. Uh, it's like a, I think it's like the North Face of Korea. So Isn't it's there North Face in Korea? Aware. So this probably, is probably North Face yeah, in Korea, probably. but this is the... Korean brand. I don't know. I, okay. Have you ever heard of that company? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, neither have I. I'm I zoomed be in because I thought it said Blackpink, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" I know. What? I did too. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I also said. <laughs> yeah, I. I uh, so yeah, I learned something new. I, I had to look it up and see what what this company was about, and uh, um, very interesting. So, if anyone's going to Korea and you see one of these places, maybe go shopping there. Would love to hear those stories from those listeners in voicemail form. Mm, 972-677-8867. Yeah. Or email is fine. Or email leave is fine. Or leave a rating. Leave us a rating. But just your your five-star rating is just Leave us story. a voice-distorted voicemail. Oh, gosh. All right. <laughs> Telling your entire story. That's about it. I mean, again. Well, I'm was, glad you had a good time. And you got to see your brother. Well, and you had... Was it Allison's family who had a friend who knew spoke Korean? So you had like a translator there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we did have one day of, of um, yeah, one day of uh, a translator, and yeah, you know, she said she was there to talk and kind of just share some information back and forth. And uh, yeah, that was very helpful and nice. We had uh, um, some neighbors even make some kimchi, a cucumber kimchi, and uh, and my aunt made like a, a Hawaiian dinner feast kind of thing and that was really nice uh for them to to share with that and to uh, yeah just to chat and talk and that was that was fun learned a few other things about them and like apparently my brother's a black belt in taekwondo and whoa and, uh, things like that so yeah because i was showing a video of my son who's a green belt in taekwondo and he's like oh mm. so like, oh i'm a black belt no yeah. no shame but <laughs> runs the family <laughs> that's so. cool but yeah. Uh, yeah, what about you guys? I know you've been traveling a lot too, Patrick, nope. including Vegas <laughs> and not not the buffets. And yeah. not the buffets. <laughs> yeah, no, for the start of 
Asian American Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander Desi Heritage Month. I Did you add have Desi been, in there? Yeah, I've been adding it recently. Uh, All right. If we want to get into that whole thing, and honestly, I could probably, I probably shouldn't, and I can talk about that too. But, uh, anyways, um, got invited to two separate conferences: um, Asian Hustle Networks Uplifted Conference, the second one that's in Vegas, and then the Asian American Foundation's annual Heritage Heroes Summit, which was in New York. So that's why I sound like this because I am very tired. <laughs> um, it was really great to be in spaces with so many Asian American like leaders and entrepreneurs and people that are just doing wild stuff um, is really like inspirational, motivational. It's really powerful to be in that space together and to be able to actually like meet some of these people and have these conversations as like my own person and not going on behalf of another thing was also interesting. Like this is the first time that I've been at some of these events, you know, not with somebody else or part of another show or something like that. And so it was nice to be able to kind of Patrick from the John. Yeah. 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 And and so it was (laughs) nice to be able to just kind of move in that way. Um, the Vegas one, Asian Hustle Network, was all doubly cool because I was there because I had been nominated and for mm-hmm. the Unsung Hero Award, which yeah is really cool. Yeah, because I was up there with some really cool people. Um, Daniel Anderson, a Chinese adoptee who writes for Next Shark, um, he was also there. I'm sure he'll love that that shout out. <laughs> uh, inside jokes, I suppose. Um, yeah, no, it was good. Like again, to just be able to hear some of these other people's stories and like the work that they're doing just sent me home really motivated to continue doing the stuff that I've been doing and then left New York feeling the exact same way. Um, saw Michelle Yeoh up close, tried to get a picture and her security was like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Just like <laughs> stiff arming us out of the You're way. Like, so Did you know who I am. Yeah. My a friend and I tried to like rush to get a picture of her. When we, I was like, oh, she's escaping out this way. Let's go. And it just did not, we it didn't, it didn't work. Didn't happen. Um, but that was still cool. Um, the most hilarious part was the person who was presenting her with the award and like a, announcing her on the stage said, all right, now everyone, please rise for the queen, Michelle Yeoh. And we all stood up and she comes out there and she goes, <laughs> I can't believe he asked you all to stand for me. And then you all stood for me. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, you, you gotta get real recognize really, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was cool to see her and, and other like big time leaders in our all different kinds of industries specifically thinking of Professor Erica Lee, who wrote Making of Asian America, uh, a book that's yeah. been really formative to my understanding and, and reframing of what a, what it means to be Asian American, what it means to understand those histories. She was there, super cool. And then I was also there with a, a bunch of other cool people. Liz Kleinrock was there, friend and guest of the show. Um, Tony De La Rosa, somebody who I've been um, following for a really long time, excited to be able to hang out with him a little bit. And yeah, again, just to be in community with people doing a lot of really different, really community driven and focused work uh, was just really reaffirming in everything that we're doing here on the show and everything I'm trying to do in this type of space and came back from New York tired already. And it's only 
May 8th, I see, uh, when I look at the calendar right here. Um, but excited and motivated to to keep having these conversations, to keep doing this type of stuff. So, yeah. Were you nice. one of the only adoptees? You said there was another Chinese adoptee at the, in the Vegas one, but what about um, in, like, New York or just in general? Was, was it... Uh, were you... Did you feel like you were representing the adoptee community at all, or...? A little, honestly, a little bit. Um, okay. I know that there were other adoptees there. And mm-hmm. so, like, Liz was obviously in New York. Oh, yeah. um, and Annie Wu, who is a Chinese adoptee, she's an activist. Uh, she currently is doing or just became the creative director of the AAPI Victory Fund. Uh, does really, really cool things, but she was also there. Um, so, I know there were other adoptees, you know, out and about. Cool. But uh, as who uh, who was explicitly talking about it, you know, that's what I'm talking about. So that's uh, I had a lot of those conversations just about our story. Joyride, obviously, is something that is coming up um, very soon into theaters. And so I was just having that conversation, you know, just being like, hey, you know, this is my thought. The people from my community and met a lot of people who were receptive to that conversation, you know, who are like, oh, yeah, like that is a hidden part of our community that we're not really talking about. I didn't really know about that or something like that. So it was really nice to be able to find like-minded and aligned people and be able to share my story and share that perspective with them and also learn a lot of what they're going through and what they're advocating for, stuff like that. Awesome. Thanks. (laughs) Well, I I mean, good job. I mean, that's great that you are being involved and just doing the work, I think, is, is, is great. So... Yeah, I mean it's a it's a privilege and honor to be like invited to those things. It also mm-hmm. one of the things that I walked away with thinking about is like how how and who make up those spaces and like how we can still how we can work to be more inclusive and who we can bring into these places who might not be able to have that same access and provide that experience to model what it looks like, you know, from a success standpoint or whatever it might be to give them a chance to meet people who they might not be able to interact with on a day-to-day basis and, you know, figure out ways to make that happen more often, you know, instead of just May, instead of just this time when we can come together and celebrate and focus on the joys, which we should be doing. Also thinking about, you know, how can we keep doing events like this every month? where we can then bring people, even more people in and doing them in places that aren't New York or Los Angeles, doing them in a Denver, in an Indianapolis, in a Chicago, like where there are, where Asian America exists, but maybe doesn't get the same sort of spotlight or shine as they do on the coast because that's where a lot of concentration is, which I totally understand. Um, But it's like, I would love to see an effort move to be more inclusive that way from a geographic standpoint because it encourages and invigorates the community there in those places to then do those things themselves. So then we don't have to like ask all the organizations to come here. They can just be like, here's some money, throw this event. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I love the fact that it is in populated areas and big, um, you know, spaces and Dallas, but like you said, the, we're spread out all over the country. So having some smaller pockets, some, some places where there are people that 
uh, aren't able to get to New York or, uh, you know, have a community themselves and have that opportunity. I think being more inclusive uh, for them is great. Uh, you know, that's why we've spread out with our live shows and stuff like that as well, trying to do a little bit more uh, around the country. And, we, you and, know, yeah. And that's not to say that that's like, I think year. they're doing that intentionally. It's just mm-hmm. literally the fact that these are things are so new and that's yeah. like, one takeaway I have is like, how do we do this in more places? And, you know, New York and even Vegas and Los Angeles, the Bay, like that's where large concentrations of not only Asian America are, but the organizations that are doing a lot of stuff um, who do stuff across the country, not just in their respective geographic locations. So I get it. I totally get it. And also I'm with, I was just loving thinking about, what the possibilities for doing these events in other places like where I live. I also wonder if it's not somewhat related to like the maturity of Asian communities in those spaces as well. Oh, sure. Uh, That's like a good I point. think about like where I'm at in Dallas, there are a lot of Korean Americans, especially uh, as anyone who came to the live show found out, like there's a growing community here, but it all feels very young in terms sure. of uh, like the like relative length of time immigrants have been in the Carrollton area or sure. you know what I mean? Um, whereas I think like, especially like uh, San Francisco, Chinatown is the oldest, if not one of the oldest, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's the oldest Chinatown mm-hmm. in the U S you know what I mean? So it's just like, like it has 200 years. Sure. Of sure, history, sure. Sure. Almost, yeah. you know, where we have not that. <laughs> so, yeah. but it doesn't mean just, that like, there's not history there. That's right. worth no, like I mean, celebrating. There is. And, yeah, yeah. and friend of the show, Stephanie Dranka, is doing a, a really great job. Amazing of, job. Of celebrating that um, in, in the DFW space, you know, specifically. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. There, so there is that. But I also think, too, like there, there's just kind of, especially like with this current wave, I think when you, when you get that mixture of like new wave immigration versus like multi-generational Asian American families, Mm -hmm. then you get kind of this natural headbutt. And like, I, I've kind of experienced it too, just because like, um, I, in the church that I grew up in, there were a lot of Cambodians in the church, uh, who had recently immigrated and whatever, you know, quote unquote recently hadn't like, had spent like upwards of 30 years of their life in Cambodia and then moved to America. Right. Um, And it was just like a lot of, from my perspective, a lot of those Cambodians were doing their best to assimilate and survive and just make it after surviving genocide. Totally understandable. But going back, I'm like, but I don't, I don't need to be in that space. I would rather Mm. be figuring out what it means to be Asian American and doing, you know, all these other things. And there's also like, I think especially with East Asian and like Korean culture specifically, there's this weird like secondary super religious aspect Mm. of Asian American culture that I think can then be off-putting if you like are trying to connect with like typically Asian American groups are more liberal and are like leaning towards certain you know like so just like I think the ideals uh are at odds with each other and it is hard and the more I think the more towards the Midwest you go the more you come up against that feeling of either it's more immigrants or there's more like like ideological uh diametric opposition or you know like it's just it just gets harder even if they are there in numbers there's not the unity of belief unity of purpose Mm -hmm. you know because for better or worse there's also not been maybe as much tragedy to unite a group of people you know so 
You know, it's interesting you bring that up because I've been having that specific conversation a lot lately about Indianapolis and the the Asian diasporic communities that are here. Like it is fairly diverse here. It's not right. that it's just predominantly like Korean or Chinese. Like we do have a lot of like Southeast and South Asian um, communities here. And, but we, I feel like from my perspective, especially as I've tried to like uh, infiltrate and, and become enmeshed in these communities is like everybody operates from their own ethnic subgroup and they kind of right. stay in those areas, just like you said. And it's really hard to, for whatever reason, want to come together because maybe there's not been a galvanizing incident necessarily, even though when you look at it, like there have been a few things that you think could drive that and hasn't necessarily. And we only have like one celebration in all of May where every, all the community comes together. Like we only have one (laughs) in the whole city. And it's like, and it's like, you know, why are we still so separate? And because maybe we don't have that foundational history, you know, it's, it's, it's young, it's short, um, on that, on that back backing or foundation or whatever. But also it's like, how do we, how do we bridge those things? Because if we were able to do that, you know, we can amass a little bit more of that political Asian American voice power, whatever you, you have in our community specifically and do other great things, whatever those might be. No, I think it's just tough. Like, I think about the, the one of the first things I think about is like Target, uh, and when February rolls around, they've got like things oh, like yeah. black creators and whatever, mm. um, which like I'm like, oh, that's cool, and also I'm like, oh, that's super gross, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but like, it May as like an Asian American Pacific Islandy month is still really new to the public conscience, and sure. so even while like the rhythm of like, Oh, this ethnic group is celebrating their month right now. It might be familiar to broadly Americans, right. but like mm-hmm. it's not the same, you know? And so right, it is, right, I right. think like for both parties, for, for like the non-Asians thinking about like our, the Asian ethnic month, basically uh, versus like, even like Asian communities who are like, Oh, so do we, do we do stuff now? You know what I mean? Like, right. I think that even that is just like, it's a new, it's a new rhythm for everyone, even while it's like a, a familiar rhythm that's maybe been more established, you know, like, cause I mean, yeah, like I spent the better part of 20 years of my life, not knowing about right. it, even though it had been in existence, you mm-hmm. know? So, I mean, from a, it's like a geographically from a central time zone perspective, like, you know, just like, I don't know. I don't know. So. Sure. Well, we also find ourselves right now in a in a, a culture of wanting to be mindful and not erase other identities yeah. and communities. And so and then that butts up against this really general viewpoint of what uh, Asian America is or what it means to be Asian, which is yeah, to be it's East like Asian. Finding that you know, finding that monolith versus unity yeah, and, balance. But we even but even within that community, we can perpetuate that by again yeah. not being willing to by wanting to default to Asian America and not being willing to name like the Native Hawaiianers, the Pacific Islanders, the again why I mentioned Desi in in the beginning because it feels like. When I hear other folks talk about it, especially Pacifica folks, like talk about what this month is, it's not a month of celebration, really. It's a month about how do we combat erasure, which is also every day of the of the year. Yeah. You know, because it's just like 
no, but you you put Pacific Islander in your stuff in in the heading of the of the month itself. But you you rarely see Pacific or Pacifica culture and community represented in the celebrations and the things that they talk about. And so one of the things that so here's the here's the other flip side of that because I've been trying to not perpetuate the erasure, but also be mindful of naming what it is that I do. And so on my other show, I had Liz Kleinrock on and she talked about there being power and being able to name what it is that you're talking about. And so if you're, for example, a Korean adoptee and you only advocate for Korean adoptees, say that. Don't say I advocate for all Asian adoptees or even all adoptees generally. When your work does not reflect that, when your your language, what you're doing doesn't reflect that. And so I don't also want to be doing that because I don't feature necessarily or or talk about or even know about enough of other cultures, specifically Pacifica, Native Hawaiian or Desi American culture. And so, like, I think we talked about it a few episodes ago, being proactive in that knowledge. And again, like the making of Asian America, like taking in learning as much as I can about some of these other um, groups that make up the Asian diaspora is important and also thinking about so that way when I do name stuff I can feel I feel comf- I don't want to say comfortable but feel like I know what I'm t- I, I'm coming from a place of knowledge like when I'm able to name a group um, and say oh yeah I do celebrate this because you know I want to also make sure I'm uplifting and actually celebrating and knowing about other cultures as well I, I hope think, that all made sense. I feel like I just rambled for a second. <laughs> I think you and I, I mean, us in general and those that are looking to um, make a difference are more open to in- including others because of not being included in the past, I guess. Sure. Um, so how do we get the ones that are not including others to change? How How do you think this month and having a month for, uh, you know, you know, this, uh, this, um, community is helpful to the ones that maybe are not even caring that it's just another month of, of, a you know, celebration month for Asians or, or black history month or any of those things. Like how do we get to them? So, I mean, it's a lot. And <laughs> I think I have two, I have two, two, two Take answers. A nap first. Two I mean, answers yeah, from two maybe previous Maybe you guests. heard something during this last, you know, these last travels and stuff. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. so from my other podcast, actually. Sorry, I keep talking okay. about my other podcast on our oh, podcast. That's fine. Sorry, I'm going to keep talking about it. Because she I've also had two later. guests on uh, <laughs> who have been on this show. And I'm actually going to reference both of those guests and something that each of them shared um, from you. before or from my other show. Uh, the first being going back to Liz Kleinrock, um, you have to start with like understanding like your underlying why. Why are you coming to this work? Why are you not wanting to be inclusive or including of other people's uh, wanting to understand those cultures? Like where is that coming from? So like understanding that route, like you have to get at that. And even that takes a lot to get somebody to want to even participate in. So I don't know, you know, there's plenty of different things I think that factor into that but I think understanding that root why of why you feel these way why you feel this way why you've come to this kind of mindset or where whatever it might be understanding that is like the place that you have to start and then to reference our other the other guest Rick Allen um, when I had him on my show he talks about he said something that has just really just continued to ring in my brain he said to continue is to normalize and so in order for those people to start to get it like we have to continue having these conversations beyond May. 
and we have to continue talking mm-hmm. about and uh, uh, deconstructing what it means to be Asian American and continue to show as many diverse stories and as many experiences of you know, the pan-Asian diaspora as possible, which is almost infinite. So it's nearly impossible to do, which means we can always be pushing further to make sure that we are covering more identities, to cover more lived experiences, whatever that looks like. There's tons of forms. It's podcasting, whether it's TV, documentaries, feature films, whatever it looks like, books, comic books. You know, there's all kinds of ways that we can do it. And we have to be able, we have to continue to do that in order to normalize what that looks like. And when we normalize seeing all different types of people on screens, on pages, in our ears, looking at and and being exposed to these different cultures, it normalizes what that means, not just to be Asian American or just to be American, but to be a person, to be a human being. And from that place, hopefully, we've addressed the why, that underlying why, and we know, okay, this is where this is coming from. It's because we've only seen one way of what we're supposed to think of these people or this group as for a long time, a stereotypical way, a way that's been harmful. And we are moving beyond that because we've seen so many people on state on screen, on stage, wherever it is. And we're like, okay, yeah, that is like, okay, that's just a person. It's just another person who comes from a different place and culture and does cool stuff. And I like them. So I think that's that would be my response to what do we do I think there's, it's, I don't know, it's a lot, but it's like there's two things I think that we can actively work on now. Mm-hmm. I think it's also like for me, it's like, what are you trying to do? Um, sure. <laughs> my, my Christian upbringing tells me that, you know, only God can change a man's heart, uh, you know. Uh, and I, I but I, I think that it's, there's a lot of truth in that. Like, it's not on us to change anyone. Mm, sure. Uh, because yeah, yeah, yeah. we, we can't. And so I think there, like, there is a family member of mine who every fourth interaction I have with this person, I get angry, roll my eyes, feel like hurt. And, but like, this person and I have a great history. And so I don't just want to toss out at the window. And at the same time, in my new state of being self-racialized, it's like super uncomfortable, really Mm. makes me angry, super eye rolly, just like, it's it's super annoying, right? The person's family, like, so like, like close family. And so you're like, how do I, how do I deal with this? And it's, it never happens in a situation where I want to deal with it. It sure. never happens oh, yeah, in a yeah, situation yeah. where I have capacity to <laughs> talk about it. Right. Where you're besides, like, yes, like, this is exactly what I want to talk about right now. Bes- Let me, well, let's besides just it, like, you know? <laughs> like calling, calling out the moment and clowning the person for a minute because it's, it's that like, it's that kind of harmless ignorance, heavy air quotes, mm. you know, it's that kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know. Like for me, I just like, I don't know, like all, all white people look the same to me. You know, and be like, what, you know, or like, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that like all white people look the same. I'm just saying like this white lady and this other (laughs) white lady who both have brunette hair look very similar. Like one is five, two and the other six, two, like, you know, like, you know, there's like, there's so many things that, yeah. So, but I think that there, if you want to be strategic, I know, um, I go back to Stephanie's thing about being resonant and I love, I, I assume that it's honestly Liz's ideas just floating around in my brain about specificity and mm. being specific. But if you want to be like specific and you want to like be resonant and you are just a person trying to live their life, then I think like 
if you just whenever you think about it, well, A, don't put pressure on May. B, whenever yeah. you think about it, if you're going to, however you want to get the message out, get the message out where it is, it lasts longer than 24 hours and it's resharable. Yes. Um, I think about, <laughs> I think about my wife who posts a lot of content in her stories and like sometimes it's really good content and it's in her Instagram stories. So that's gone in 24 hours with no yeah. way of resharing that really. You know what I mean? Like no way yes. of discover all those kinds of things. But like you just did a lot of work for some people to see right. th- for five minutes and then there's no way to go back to that. You know, you just have to hope that it sticks. So if you're going to do it, do whatever that is, whatever it is, do it in a way that's shareable, that, that lives longer than 24 hours. And also probably during May, just take a break and resurface all that stuff that you did the work of. Cause like realistically what may is, is it's free marketing for Asian Americans, for Pacific Islanders, for whatever to say like, Oh, I guess right now some of America is kind of thinking about that. I'm going to take advantage of it and just resurface all the good work that I've done for the 11 months of being alive that I've spent for the year and just do that. And then be like, yeah, here's all my stuff. You can read it. I'm on vacation. Come back. (laughs) Like, you know, and I think that that's a way that you can care for yourself. You can do it sustainably. Like if it's one thing a year, great. Post that again in May, like do that, you know? Uh, But I don't, I, I wouldn't, put any pressure on yourself to change someone else. I would, the only yeah. pressure I put on yourself is to be, uh, ugh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say this. I don't know. Maybe don't follow this advice. I'm going to say it though. Be someone <laughs> like who is worthy of changing for, if that makes sense, like have relationships in a way that you're like, Oh man, like if, if you were to say to someone, Hey, that really hurt me. Then like, hopefully that relationship that you have is like, enough to give them pause and be uh, oh you know mm-hmm. what that actually i need to i don't want to be that person either let me rethink about that let me open up a conversation about it you know be the change you want to see in others no no is that not what it was it's what it seemed like it was to me i think it's like Started that have, way. have good relation like be a good enough person that other people want to change for you mm. right well i mean because you want them to change into the change that you No, man, because you want to live your life and you don't want to have to constantly okay, be explaining. You know what I mean? Like, well, they should you, want but the other. Okay. <laughs> I, you know what I, I mean? also like, took from that. Okay, I, I, did, wanna, yeah. I want the person to I do, change I do, I do. because I also care for those people and don't, you know, and I hope that they would care for me as well. Kind of a thing. That's also what I was thinking. Because I don't want to change some. Maybe some, I'm just jaded enough to be like, I'll cancel you. I'll. I'll cut you out of my life in a heartbeat. If I'm like, you know what, if I've got like a a relationship, a different relationship to protect, because like there are relationships that are so worth it to me that I'm like, you know what, if I got to say no to something, I'm going to say no to it. Cause I got it. It's like my relationship with Sarah. Like I'm going to say no to something cause I got to protect that relationship, you know? Sure. And so like, if I were, I don't know if I, if I had a good friend who ended up being an undercover, like a super terrible person to my wife (laughs) and I found out, I'd be like, you know what, either this relationship means enough that you're going to change or I'm going to stop hanging out with you. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be the change. I'm just going to stop hanging out with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. For sure. But for I sure. hope that I our relationship before. is good enough that actually that other person is like, Oh man, well, yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to keep hanging out with you. So I'll do the work. I'll do that. You know what? That kind of stuff. Yeah. You're Undercover, terrible person. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <you> said. <laughs> That's just, you know, when you're, especially in the South, when everyone's like kind of like on the surface, nice. And then yeah. a level or two down or sometimes it's hidden real deep. You're an no, undercover terrible person. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel very on guard when I'm in certain states 
if you get my drift. I do. Where, I do. You know, I live I in one of those states. Want to get <laughs> I live into in any conversation <laughs> with somebody those on those topics, unless like even just like on the plane from Hawaii, I'm sitting there talking to a guy and he goes into all kinds of, he's from Austin, Texas. And he, you know, he's <sighs> chatting away about stuff and, and I didn't want to get into anything. He, I mean, he starts randomly talking about money and retirement and how you, I mean, you know, I was like, great, you know, and then he throws <laughs> out and my wife is Taiwanese. Ugh. And Ugh. it was just like, I don't know. It, was, it just felt very random. Um, but at the same time, it felt like he was just trying to connect. And then you me. were like, oh, my parents are white. Do you know them? <laughs> no, I didn't want to yeah. say that. You're like, what? That what do you mean? Funny no, I don't know. Like, don't all white people know each other? <laughs> America's not that big. It was my first time. Gosh. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, and then, you know, of course, after he said that, I had all kinds of like prejudgments too. But, yep. um, but so I don't know. It's, I just, I try to like be cautious with conversation and, and strangers and well stuff. you're with and your son too like you're with your kid sure. like you got other people to think about and it is it does become a matter of safety when i was yeah. on the flight back from vegas uh this probably wasn't a safety measure or issue for me but i was sitting in front of some ladies and they were talking and i overheard them talking about everything everywhere all at once and she was like describing it and she was like, yeah, I tried to watch it and I just couldn't really get into it. She's like, it's like the sci-fi fantasy thing with all the Koreans in it. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I was so, I was so caught off guard. And then she just like went on to like kind of slowly bash the film more. And I was so mad um, because it was just like rooted in complete ignorance so she had no yeah. understanding of the film whatsoever mm-hmm. and she's just like it was awful and she just kept saying all these terrible things about it and i just wanted to turn around and just like be like lady you have no idea what you're talking well, the first thing about the movie like she just <laughs> said you were like everything in that it. you're talking about I was in that and <laughs> but yeah i mean it's like you got to pick your fights in those situations yeah. i think um because it does become generally not only a matter of your mental health and safety but your physical safety and well-being. Yep. Um, so I totally get it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean like a good, like a high school friend of mine who in a a small world coincidence is marrying a realtor, (laughs) um, like was on my street. And as I went out for a walk, literally today honked at me and like yelled like, Hey KJ, what's up? You know, but like, he's a white dude in a truck. Mm-hmm. And anytime I get honked at by a white dude in a truck, like my heart rate goes through the <laughs> yeah, roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, yeah. given like what's recently happened, yeah, like, sure. just not 15 minutes away from me. Yeah, like right. that's like even worse. I was like, are you are you kidding me right now? Yeah, <laughs> it was just like, and he was just like, dude, it's so good to see you. And I was like, <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, it's just it's just hard to be like, you know normal. what? I'm not gonna. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't want to deal with that. So, yeah. But on a lighter note, did you see the other thing I sent you? The video of uh, the person sitting in front of me with a picture of BTS. On <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know if I saw it. So in the airplane in front of me, this girl teenager had a, a solo picture. And I don't know oh, if it was, it uh, I don't know which BTS member that was, but. Uh, it was sugar. <laughs> I might have been sugar, yeah. But it's just sitting there. It's, just, it's not even a screen. Up. It's just yep. 
It's just hung up that's on hilarious. It's a picture hung up on the thing. And I was like, that's dedication. All right. That she brought a picture to hang up on the the folding uh, tape tray table in an airplane. And it just sat there while she was reading her book and she could see that picture. And I was like, that's dedication. She must sure wasn't 100% like a bookmark. be Army. All right. This might, this might get me canceled, but Army, take it easy. Wow. <laughs> take it oh, easy. Wow. wow. <laughs> well, but, you know, and it's funny too, because then at one point she turned around and looked at me and I kept thinking, I hope she doesn't like think I'm, you know. <laughs> That like, is no, ridiculous. Oh, just, is, are they just staring right at that picture? That's he, the whole flight. They're just no. It was just there, like like posters on the wall. So, yeah. but I, I am dedication. It was words. cute. She was a teenager. Whatever. I should have said something like, "Yeah, I know him." <laughs> Why do you keep wanting people to say that? Because <laughs> all Koreans know each other, right? People on planes. We all we're all uh, we're all famous Koreans. Sheesh. Um, Hilarious. All right. Well. But, this conversation that we yeah. were talking and then we paused for a really long time and I was like, okay, did we just die? And then we had a really excellent conversation. So thank you for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Get back in the swing of things. Yeah. Uh, oh, did make I, me hungry though. Are we going to eat a snack? True. We got yeah, new so snacks. We got, a, we got a couple. You were about to say something. Snacks. No. I'll say, I'll say it during the snack. You'll say it during the snack. Yep. All right. Well, when we come right back, Nathan will say something for our snack. It almost rhymed. Yeah, that was bad. That was a bad transition. <laughs> Welcome back to the John Chi Show Food Time. Food, food time. time. <laughs> wow. That was unplanned. That was, great. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> unplanned. All right. Um, today's snack um, is by Jellico. And uh, it is 100% fruit juice, it says. Um, it is a fruit jelly snack. And they look like, like, they remind me of Gushers, right? I'm here for that. Yeah, it's got a little fruit thing with fruit juice on the inside. There's a little apple, green apple, pineapple, strawberry, grape. So all I can see is that it is, um, yeah, I mean. Not expired. Just, not expired. It is. <laughs> it's all I can see. As li- new listeners, you hold know if you go back and listen. We have 40, to check. Yeah, 40 calories per eight jellies. It, uh, unlike the other jelly we had, it is not packed with vitamin Ooh. D, D, or any of those other things. A strong it jelly smell. smell. sweeter than my multivitamins, I'll tell you that so, much. I just, whatever that last, that one jelly that we oh, had that had all the vitamins chewy. in it was, was like weird. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I don't like the it smell. It tastes very good, though. Oh, like really chewy, though. Oh, man. Should a little rubbery. The time. This is the first gummy I've had in a long time that's not a multivitamin. It's very gummy. That's a gummy. It's like that's a gummy, a, gummy. You know how like a gummy bear when fresh, it's nice and soft. Mm. Yeah, this, yes. is, yeah, this is the opposite of that. <laughs> this, is <laughs> this is hard and stale. This is like an old gummy bear. This is sitting. Are we sure that these much. are not from 2011? <laughs> no, I mean they're not expired. It's just it's just the concentration of uh, collagen. I guess I don't know. Yeah. So this is a who who did Jelly. I don't know what hudaje means. Uh, for fruit jelly. Ha, kachi, kwaimat. I don't know what that means either. 
Everything on the front just says fruit and jelly. Fruit juice inside. I don't know. I mean, flavor's not bad. It's just kind of hard. You know, listening to you read the Korean did make me remind me of when I was in K-Town in New York and felt really stupid because I didn't know the language. (laughs) I haven't felt that way in a long time. Oh, that reminds me. um, I got my hair cut recently and the lady who cut my hair, she was like, oh, are you Chinese? I think she was fishing. Mm. She was like, are you, are you Chinese? I was like, no, I'm Korean. She's like, oh, you're Korean. Interesting. And I was like, no, it's not like that. <laughs> you know? uh, but she was like, oh, do you speak any Korean? I was like, I mean, I speak like a little bit, whatever. She's like, no, my English isn't very good, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was like fine enough for a haircut, I guess. I don't know. Right. I don't know about her day to day, but uh, and she was like, oh, yeah, okay. Here's when I work. Come back. See me. Practice your Korean, blah, blah, blah. And I was Ooh. like, dang. It's cool. That's a, I'm not not good enough. But that was also like a... I need to get back into that. But at the same time, like working for the Choctaw Nation, their like big push is also like they want all their associates to learn Choctaw so that the language doesn't die. I'm like, well, right. I mean, that's also important. That's so important. I can't be I like learning you- two languages at the same time. Hmm. I don't know. My brain's I not think that good. You should do Choctaw because Korean is going to be around for a while. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it for Maybe sure has a language. Power. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so definitely go with Choctaw. So speaking of uh, Korean language, I did use a few more words when I was with my family. What also words? recognized a few more young. words with my family. Young. Yeah, definitely young. You know, Sachon, Samchon, you know, things, things like that. I learned the basics of the family relationships and stuff like that. Uh, Omni, you know, just mm-hmm. um, that stuff. You and know then, what I say please? Uh, uh, please uh, no. Uh, and I also wait, don't know how to say, say you're welcome because every wait. time somebody says thank you mm. to me, I'm like, how do I say you're welcome? Or do they even say it? Well, okay. So please is Cheba. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know yeah. why you would need that, but that's, I, I assume that it works in multiple hmm. formalities. Um, so the way to say you're welcome the way that I say it, if it applies, is like, oh, don't worry about it, which is like, kunchana or kunchanayo, which like, kunchanayo, you would probably say to your brother. Okay. Um, or Entire, I don't even yeah. know what the more formal yeah. conjugation, but it, it's like, don't worry about it. No worries. Okay. Like, but it's not like a, it's not like a, an official, like, you're welcome. Right. Cause I, I don't know that that exists. Hmm. So if for in a more casual situation, uh, you know, then you'd be like, oh yeah, don't worry about it. You know, then like, conchana, conchana, yeah. Okay. Uh, but there was multiple times when we were all together, like we hiked up um, Diamond Head while we were there. Um, we also did some other little walks around with, you know, the shopping and other things like that. But there was a few moments where the term uh, haja came in very handy, like if we were getting ready to go somewhere. Like, and so, uh, yeah, it was just funny to use it like it was, uh, you know, no like it was big meant deal. To be used. Just using it how I would <laughs> use it, and uh, and you know, every once in a while, I'd say something, and they would, uh, I don't know, they would smile. I think, I think yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They just liked that I would use it every once in a while, even you know, I, yeah, yeah. I think so, they appreciate the attempt at the language for yeah, sure. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, you know, definitely always was. You know, saying kamsamnida tons of times because they were just so generous as well. 
But uh, I tried to get my son to say it a couple of times and he would just say, oh, no, I don't want to say it. And I was like, oh. I know you know how to say it. And so well, he was feeling shy. Yeah, he was. Yeah. But uh, um, uh, well, while we've been talking about this, I ate all of these. Oh, my gosh. They're pretty they're, edible. They're I was pretty just like, good. I need to. The taste is good. Down, it's just the firmness that you got to get used to. You yeah. just got to. just got to chomp through them. I don't <laughs> mind it personally. I don't, don't mind it at, at all. Okay. Um, oh, while we're on the light. To, oh, go ahead. You're going back. No, you go ahead. I was going back to later. the gift giving part that we had oh, talked okay. about in the earlier thing. I was going to say thank you, Patrick, for my oh, Lego yeah, flowers. Yeah, yeah. I got home from Hawaii and I had a box of Lego flowers from Patrick. Courtesy right. of Christmas 2022. <laughs> Can I give you the? All right, I'm gonna give yeah, you the backstory, backstory to this. Okay, so about why are you giving me flowers, bro? <laughs> so about a year and a half ago, I think you mentioned something about Legos on the show, and my mom's like, "You should get Nathan some Legos and send them to him." And then she goes, "Do you want me to get them for him and give them to you, and then you can send them?" And I was like, "No, I'll get them at some point and send them to him." <laughs> And so that went on for about a year and a half. And then yeah. the other day, my mom was like at a store and she saw that. And she goes, hey, do you think Nathan would like this? And I was like, and then I was like, maybe. And she was like, well, if I get it, will you send it to him? I was like, sure, I'll send it if you get it. <laughs> so she got that for you. And I was going to be up in Lafayette. So she gave that to me and I sent it. I well, achieved the goal and sent it finally a year and a half later. <laughs> thank you. Send you Legos. So yeah, it's a family that's, affair. Yeah. That's no, it is funny. I, I do have about four other flower or the botanical mm. um, Lego, Lego sets, sets, but that is actually one of the ones I did not have. And so that's perfect. I, well, there I'm you go, Cheryl. To, I hope yes, you're happy. I'm definitely going to put it together and appreciate it. So, Thank you. Um, you did it. Round yes. of applause for the Armstrong family. Make yeah, that good happen. Good job. Uh, but uh, so going <laughs> to the, round of applause. <laughs> going back to the etiquette of a gift giving, I I read too that if somebody gives you a gift that is wrapped, you're not supposed to open it in front of them. Yes. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting because I felt like that's opposite of how we do it in, in the U.S. 100%. Like, gives it to yeah, you, the wrapping you exists it. to be torn yeah. apart. Yeah, you open it to like appreciate what they've given you in front of them, and you know, and so. But yeah, apparently, if you they give you a gift that's wrapped, you're not supposed to open it until you're not next to them or in front of them. So, just a note again: anyone going to Korea this year. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the note about gifts, I did want to mention that being in Vegas and New York for these conferences, I did talk about the show a lot. And I mentioned how we had just released our 127th episode, 126 and then 127th in consecutive weeks uh, when I was there. And I felt very proud of being able to say that. And a lot of people were shocked that we had released <laughs> so many episodes, but yeah. It's this show has been a gift, and I think, you know, every time I sit down and I'm able to have this conversation, it's it's very nice. So, Contenna. it was He's ungiven. Yeah, Contenna. just a hundred and hundred and twenty-eight. hundred and twenty-eight. Yeah, it's don't even don't even worry about it, bro. Okay, so I'm just excited hey. that uh, that we're going to be able to surpass the Asian Americans now that that's going to be. Ooh. Sunset. I didn't Boiler think it would come, but uh, I was like, ooh, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, something could happen where we're just like, we hate each other now and we don't want to do the show anymore. Mm -hmm. That's true. But or first, you could just continue doing it solo by yourself. Yeah, it'll just be me. 
Yeah. Uh, like, it's your boys, KJ, KJ, and KJ. <laughs> hey, KJ. Hey, KJ. This is the Joan Chi show. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. But, yep. That's right. There you go. But All right. What are we rating these? Yeah. <laughs> what are we rating? Oh, now that you've finished your package rating. already, Patrick, I think we know what your rating is going to be. Yeah. I'm going to give these a solid 4.8. Mm, like a real, a real good snack. Um, wish there was more. Um, right. maybe would just soften the firmness up a little bit. I actually kind of like the firmness. Like it almost seems like it should be too firm, but I don't think it is, but it actually is just a little bit. It's a firm initial bite, but then yes. it's like a pleasant chewiness. After Agree. That. Yes. That's a great way to describe it. 4.8. Okay. Right. 4.8. Uh, give it a four. Uh, I really like them. I think they're, they're solid flavor. I don't know how they compare to like, the more like a, an American gummy, probably the same, but um, I just can't eat that much. Uh, like I feel mm. my stomach being like, "Hey, you should stop." Otherwise, it's good. I wish my stomach had that. So <laughs> uh, you just gotta listen, bro. You gotta listen to your tummy. Um, yeah, it said there's eight yeah, servings so per container, and you already no, ate the container. Says, <laughs> oh yeah, eight servings. Yeah, per container. <laughs> So that's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's only 320 calories. It's only it's 320, fine. but still. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, four for me. <laughs> Pretty good, but I can't. It's like, it's it's a lot of sweetness, but I just get that way with gummies generally. It is a lot so. of sweetness. But no, as, no. I think as a gummy, it's really good. And I don't even like gummies that much. So, well, having kids and having a lot of gummies in the house uh i am comparing it to those gummies and which gummies like name names like annie's gummies uh welch's gummies okay Um, okay yeah that helps even a gummy stick that costco sells that's pretty good um that one i feel like is a lot more fruit and i like that aspect of it it feels like it's healthier whereas this I don't know. I mean, it says it's got fruit juice in it, but I got um, fruit juice. I mean, there's no yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fruit juice. It's good, but I'm not yeah, gonna yeah, go all yeah, out yeah. like you guys. I'm gonna give it like a three seven five. All right, three, a little, seven, little five, bit above, uh, right down the middle. Yeah. So, and here's the here's one of the reasons too. It's supposed to be like gushers because on the front it shows like this what? gushing liquid coming out of it, right? I didn't really taste much liquid gushing out of it. I don't know that they're supposed to be gushers. I didn't well, get that. I, didn't I think get it was that more either. just like an explosion of flavor, maybe. <laughs> Sarah thinks they're too sweet. How we, okay. What would too you rate sweet? them out of five? That's what Nathan mic. said. Come on the mic. A three. Three. A three. A three. Says three. Dang. Voice of the show, Sarah Relke says three. Like gummy vitamins. How no, many vitamins? Nobody cares. No, Zero. Not. Zero <laughs> percent. Vitamins. There's one gram of no. protein. They make you they make you less healthy. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, so there's only one gram of protein. Are they macro friendly? No. <laughs> that's head that's the opposite. Definitely. A, definitely. You can follow um, her at I Dream of Macros for more macro tips. Woo! Yeah. Hint, so, you'll never plug. see these jellies featured. Good plug. <laughs> but uh and yeah, and I wish they were a little softer. But other than that, three three seven five. All right. All right. All right. We did it. I think that's it. 28, 9, almost 130. Back in the saddle. Yeah. Patrick oh. is cracking himself up, getting a little slap happy. Did you hear us get zone. three all rights in a row right there? That was so much fun. I can't wait <laughs> to hear that back. 
Yeah, Matthew McConaughey would be proud. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Uh, yeah, if you want to continue listening to the show for whatever reason, you can follow us along on all the social medias at John G Show. As I said before, we would love to hear your lovely, lovely voices. So you can leave us a voicemail at 972-677-8867. Son. Boy. You can also drop that non-voice or that voiceless message to that us. Text-based communication. <laughs> at text-based communication to John Show at gmail.com. You can also go to johncheeshow.com and find all the different ways to support us, find all the different ways that you can listen to the show. We have merch. We have other stuff. It's a good old time over there. You can also go on Facebook and go to Johnchi Show After Party and hang out with us or hang out with Nathan after the party, a.k.a. after these episodes air. So that is all, I think. If you want to find me, you can do that at Patrick in the World. Want to find me? I'm Nowak on Instagram. Uh, and I am at KJ Relke, uh, wherever I want to be found on the internet. Maybe Big Sky, if I ever get an invite. Maybe not. Who knows? Do you need an invite for that? And I don't even know what it is. I don't yeah. know. It's one of those, it's one of those new Twitter up-and-comers. Oh. I've been seeing a few of them. Any that yeah. you've jumped on yet? That you've had no, to jump on for your one, job? No, this one's interesting. So uh, follow me at Joan Chi Show for more tech talk with KJ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next Wednesday. <laughs> John, John Chi. Hey, 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 hey. hey.